Coming up on this week's show, Heidi Cullinan and Iggy Toma are back to talk about their audiobook collaborations. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode 120 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willknauss.com. This week's episode is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. We will have more information on how you can help support this show in just a few moments. Welcome, everyone. Another week, another episode. Hello, sir. Hello to you. You've been busy. You've been away. Yes. In the frozen tundra that is Texas. Yes. Who would have thought that Texas could freeze so much in January? It was crazy. I was down there. I flew on Monday. When I got up Tuesday morning to go to my meetings, it was, I believe it was 18 feels like three, which I'm glad I had my New York winter coat with me to protect me from the elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was colder there than it was in New York. Mm -hmm. It was insane. But yes, I was in Texas. It was interesting, not only just being in Texas and doing all that I had to do there, but helping to manage our book release and writing some new stuff. And it was a busy week. Yes, it was. Speaking of which... A certain book came out on Tuesday. Woo! Yay. Um, Yay for us. Hockey Player's Heart officially released out into the world. Yes. More more than just the subscribers have it now, which is very cool. Thanks to everybody who picked up a copy during the week. We much appreciate it. And uh, seems to have been pretty well received so far from the Uh, bits that I've seen. uh, Yeah. We're really grateful. Very humbled by all the kind words that everyone has sent our way. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm glad everyone is enjoying the book. Yes, very much so. And uh, if you're interested in getting in on the blog tour, uh, there are three more stops that happen next week. It'll wrap up officially on the 25th, and the raffle copter will close on Sunday, January 28th. And of course, we're giving away about a dozen ebooks, one ebook for each of the tour stops, plus the grand prize is a signed paperback. If you're living in the U.S. or if you're international, we'll send you a $10 Amazon e-gift card. And let you get anything that you want. Uh, you can see the full tour stop information at jeffadamswrites.com. There's a link right on the homepage to see the whole schedule. Uh, in writing news, I actually got the first chapter for Codename Winger Book 4 completed while I traveled. And did a, a lot of plot boarding. I took the concept of the sticky notes that we have on the plot board and applied it to a spreadsheet so that I didn't have to manage to cart around a bunch of sticky notes with me, which would be... Not too great to have on a plane. Nobody would understand that. Uh, but I'm happy that that got done. And you, of course, worked on Hockey Player's Heart sequel last week while I was away as well. Mm-hmm. Did that go well? Sure. There you go. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the big update on uh, last week. Do you want to welcome... We've got new patrons to welcome. Yes, we do. Uh, this week, we would like to welcome Lisa and Aurora to Hello. the Patreon family. Uh, we're so glad that you've joined us. Now, everyone listening, you can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon. For as little as 25 cents an episode, that's just $1 a month, your pledge helps pay for the cost of producing and distributing this podcast. And for fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, you'll have the exclusive opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guests. All patrons also have the option to have a personalized 
thank you sent directly to them. Now, any month that our pledges cover our monthly production costs, we will create a special bonus show, especially for our patrons. Um, we're going to be doing that actually really soon. So if uh, any of our patrons out there have questions for our special, essentially, Valentine's Day week mm -hmm. episode, um, uh, be sure to go to Patreon and get your questions in or uh, suggestions if you want us to cover a specific topic on yeah. Valentine's Day week. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you can get more information on how to join us on Patreon. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. In the hockey player's heart, the feel-good gay romance by Jeff Adams and Will Knauss, hockey star Caleb Carter returns to his hometown to recover from an injury. He never expects to run into his one-time crush at a grade school fundraiser. Seeing Aaron Price hits him hard, like being checked into the boards. The attraction is still there, even after all these years, and Caleb decides to make a play for the school teacher. You miss 100% of the shots you never take, right? Aaron has been burned by love before, and can't imagine what a celebrity like Caleb could possibly see in a guy like him. Their differences are just too great, but as Aaron spends more time with Caleb, he begins to wonder if he might have what it takes to win the hockey player's heart. Get the hockey player's heart at dreamspinnerpress.com, amazon.com, and other online book retailers. Now I know you've been doing some extracurricular reading. Yes, um, indeed. You've been a busy guy. I have been. It's been a, a very reedy uh, January so far. I think I've done six. Fantastic. Which is kind of crazy, and I'm, I'm ahead of my Goodreads uh, challenge limit for where I should be for those 57. So yeah, I've read, I've actually got four to talk about uh, this time, although one will be kind of short. Uh, first up is, uh, actually, the first two, strangely, are both songs, song titles that have become book titles. Uh, the first one is Straight From The Heart, which used to be a Brian Adams song back in the day. Uh, this book is by Sam Burns and is part of the uh, Wild Love series. It's book one. So in this book, we meet Alex, who has just given up law school because it's not what he wants to do. He wants to be a bassist. And he's already been in a band, and so he moves in with the band to uh, pursue his musical dreams. Uh, as they're out celebrating his liberation from school, uh, he's actually uh, almost mugged, but then saved by Liam who we later find out works for a crime boss, and he's been assigned to protect Alex, but then he kind of falls in love with Alex along the way and wants to start dating him. So it's weird, you know, There's, you're not exactly supposed to date the people that you're just watching to keep safe. Uh, these two are completely endearing and adorable uh, as, as uh, certain secrets of Liam's are revealed to Alex and they try to resolve the fact of, you know, if they could be in this relationship this way or not. And uh, Alex has some really good growing up to do. Um, he's never dated really anyone before, so that's new. Uh, when he left law school, he was disowned by his parents uh, because they wanted him to go through school and to follow in his father's footsteps. Uh, but he, he grows up and kind of finds his own way, which was delightful and uh, the revolution, revolution, no, evolution of what, uh, no, revelation, that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> eh, of uh, Liam's uh, actual work with the uh, crime boss was also quite interesting. I, I think I'll be returning to this series 
uh, because I like so much about it. Sam Burns was new to me, and I, I quite liked her uh, take on a bit of a coming of age. I don't necessarily, it, there was a little coming out, but it wasn't an angsty coming out at all, so I don't really put it in the category of a coming out. Uh, and certainly the little bit of age difference between Liam and Alex uh, was also good, although it didn't quite extend as far as a, as a May-December romance. So I quite liked Straight from the Heart. And uh, Sam also released, just a few days ago, uh, Blackbird and the Reeds, which is a paranormal. And uh, I kind of looked at the blur, but I might, uh, might pick that one up, too. Because I seem to be having a paranormal bent lately, which I don't quite understand. But, you know, that is what it is. Uh, the next one I read, which also relates to a song title, uh, is Come What May by A.M. Arthur. And this audio is narrated by Tyler Stevens. Uh, A.M. is an author we both uh, discovered late last year uh, with one of her cowboy books. In this book, it's a new adult. And we've got Jonas Ashcroft, who was essentially a frat boy player. He, he was out there enjoying the ladies. Uh, except that's not really who he was. Uh, he had jammed himself pretty significantly in the closet as the son of a conservative senator. And uh, he actually had a stunt that he pulled uh, at a frat party that got him sent right out of town because uh, his dad didn't want him around during the elections. But when he goes off to live with his aunt, he meets Tate, who is a young man that runs an LGBT homeless shelter and is also raising his sisters uh, on his own after their parents were killed. Uh, Tate essentially and Jonas have sparks that lead to more and uh, Tate uh, kind of against his better judgment kind of helps Jonas find himself uh, both in terms of coming out and finding the courage to take your own path and uh, I enjoyed this book it was I don't I don't read a lot of coming out anymore but I kind of liked Jonas's and Tate's relationship enough that I kind of pulled through some of that stuff and it really is it's rooted in some of the conservative culture of today and how they treat some of their kids when they're not doing what they want them to do um, the more that Jonas and Tate spent time with each other the more I just fell hard for their relationship and uh, AM did a terrific job here you could tell her writing style persisted uh from this book to the cowboy book, or vice versa, because I actually don't know which came first. Uh, Tyler Stevens also does a, a wonderful job on the narration here, and I really like that the boys kind of had a bonding moment over the film Moulin Rouge, which is where Come What May comes from, because that song kind of becomes their song in a way. Um, so I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, next up, because the Palooza continues, uh, Romance in the Werewolf uh, from Gail, Gail Carriger and narrated by Peter Newman. This is one of her Supernatural Society novellas and specifically focuses on Biffy in his role as the new alpha for the London pack and uh, Professor Randolph Lyle, who is his beta, who has returned after 20-some years away to let Biffy kind of settle into this role. Uh, this book takes place over Christmas and the holidays as Biffy is settling the pack in a new location in uh, London to get away from the, the vampires that live next door. Um, there are babies left at the doorstep, which is its own interesting, unique subplot and was a nice comment on today's society as well. Uh, Biffy and Randolph were completely adorable as uh, the professor came back and they resumed 
Well, they tried to figure out how to resume their relationship because now they were alpha and beta instead of uh, just two werewolves in the pack. Um, I think I might have missed a few references along the way because this is, you know, kind of an in-between book in an existing series and I haven't read the rest of the series before. But uh, frankly, this was on sale on Audible and I grabbed it. So, uh, but I did enjoy it and I might visit some of her other supernatural novels uh, to kind of see where things go and particularly to see where uh, this continues from here. So it was, fun, it was exciting to finally read some Gail Carriger because we hear about her quite a lot. Uh, and wrapping up what I read, uh, well, I traveled this week on the way back. Uh, I reloaded Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Uh, into Audible. I listened to it first in 2015 when it came out. And three years on, I I easily fell into exactly why this is one of my very, 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 very favorite books. I would give it a billion stars on the scale of one to five. Um, I specifically uh, revisited it because, of course, the Love, Simon movie is coming out in March. And I kind of wanted to remind myself of all the little nuances uh, that go on in the book. If you haven't read this book, go get it. I can't emphasize that enough. It's a beautiful... Uh, I said earlier I don't read coming out stories a lot. This one is one. Uh, but Becky handles it so deftly and just beautifully that it's it's worth the read and uh, worth reading before the movie comes out, too. So, yeah. And that's narrated by Michael Crouch, who does a tremendous job uh, voicing Simon since this is a first-person book. Fantastic. Now, you can get the list of Jeff's recent readings. Uh, All of that is available, of course, on the show notes page of BigGayFictionPodcast.com. Yes. Now, real quickly, we want to mention some things that we have been watching on TV. Uh, The first episodes of a couple different series have recently premiered. I guess this is the mid-season. Yes. We're we're in the mid-season replacement shows. Um, Well, actually, these technically aren't replacements. They're just... Short run. Yeah, short uh, run. I guess that's a better way for to call them, yes. Uh, the first one we want to mention real quickly is American Crime Story, uh, the Johnny Versace murder. Um, that is on FX. And we watched the very first episode. It premiered this past week. Uh, it's really, really good. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, I did too. I wasn't too sure how I was going to feel about the... Starting in the in, in 97 with the assassination and then going backwards a little bit and going forwards a little bit, but... It all worked out in the end, and my goodness, Darren Chris can be kind of creepy. I've never seen him in this kind of role before. Uh, he's actually playing Andrew Kananen, uh, who is the one who murdered Versace, and I, I see an Emmy nomination at least for him coming, because it's like, oof, creepy. Yeah, so uh, that show's off to a good start. We recommend you check that out. Also, we want to mention Black Lightning, the new superhero show premiered this past week on The CW. Um, I really like this show. I think the premiere has um, was excellent, and mm-hmm. I think the show has an awful lot of possibilities. I think um, what sets this show apart is, uh, well, there are actually several different things. The primary primary. The primary reason, I think, is is that it is, um, while it does pay homage to some of the uh, classic superhero tropes, it is certainly a lot more grounded and more real and more gritty uh, than some of the past DC offerings. Um, I think this feels a little bit more like um, some of the Marvel stuff that we see on Netflix. 
I would agree. This is uh, very much rooted. In some ways, it reminded me of first season Arrow, where it was grounded in taking care of the bad guys that were in um, Star City. But this, I think, it does even more. It's not in the Arrowverse at all, so it doesn't carry any of the baggage that are in the other shows. And it's it's interesting to see this character. It's really interesting to see this this take on current modern life, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing where Black Lightning goes. That's Tuesdays at 9 on The CW. Want to hang out with us between shows? Check us out on Facebook. You never know what we might post. News about book sales, bonus video content, and maybe even a live broadcast or two. Like us today at facebook.com slash biggayfictionpodcast and see what we get up to next. So we've got Heidi Cullinan and Iggy Toma back this week for part two of our interview. This time out, we're going to talk about how they came together to form their partnership, uh, how that collaboration works. Uh, the latest audiobook from them, uh, which is Antisocial, that came out uh, in the fall last year. And uh, also to take a look at what's coming up in 2018 for the partners. Now, you two have worked together on all of Heidi's books, which is 15, as I count it, on Audible. And that goes back to Love Lessons in 2015. How did you two come together? Was it a, a basic ACX audition or was there more there than that? No, it was a random. It was a random ad um, through. So Sam Hain subcontracted through. Like I can't remember the name. It was. It was through some other third party and. Those Insatiable are, oh, Press, I think. That's it. There you go. Thank you. Sorry, I'm bad with names. Um, but uh, and those books are still with them. Um, I forget when the contract runs out. I'm not sure what happens when it does. Uh, that's another day, one one fire at a time. Um, but um, so, and it was just a random hookup. They just said, "Here's your audiobook," and I listened to it. And I went, "Wow, I really like this." And then there's, um, and then a, um, a blogger promoter who really sent audiobooks was trying to do a promo thing because she loved she loves the love lessons books and she loved the audio and she was like i'm going to do this thing i'm going to find iggy toma and i'm like if you do can you get me the email because i want to tell them how much i love that book and then they were doing the next one i said make sure that it's that guy because i really like that guy and i kept going <laughs> find that guy i like that guy i like that guy and then we and then we started talking and um i think he eventually asked me a question about one of them like what's this thing or something and then and then when I started doing um, indie stuff, I was like, "Can you do you do indie? Can you we do this with the?" And then it just sort of snowballed. <laughs> I was just like, I was just kept saying when they were doing stuff, I said, "Only him, only him. It has to be him." And there's the sales were good, so they're like, "Yes, only him." And I'm like, "Yes, always him." <laughs> and now I'm going over to Dreamston with this series, and I said, "It must be Iggy. It has to be Iggy." <laughs> and then I showed them the sales numbers. They're like, "You're right. It has to be Iggy." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did, I just lucked out. I mean, it was just yeah, uh, the the uh, the produce, producing company of uh, Insatiable Press um, contacted me about it, and um, I was like, wow, these are really good. And then yeah, it's down the road, got in got in contact with Heidi, and um, we've kind of clung on to each other ever since. <laughs> and it looked like it was like. Your love lessons was maybe your third audiobook, or at least the third that showed up in Audible. Yeah, I had, I had, 
I was pretty uh, pretty green at that point. I just kind of started uh, this new chapter in my career, and uh, yeah, just lucked out that I landed uh, landed with Heidi so early, um, and that you know, I, th- I think that uh, her books are so beautifully written that it makes my job that much easier. Uh, and so, uh, I think that those books themselves kind of stepped up my game. Um, they demanded a bit more from me in a way that I think made me a better narrator. And, uh, yeah, I'm just lucky to be a part of it. What do you think makes the partnership so strong? Um, I, I would say that it, uh, there's a there's a mutual respect and admiration that I think is essential. Um, I just really love her books, so I'll always go out of my way to make sure I can I can be available for them. Um, and then uh, I, I I admire the material so well so much that uh, that uh, that I want to do my best work possible uh, for them. And then I th- and I really appreciate that Heidi respects me as an artist and uh, and ha- gives me a lot of respect uh, and and uh, kind of power to interpret, uh, which is ultimately one of the scary things about my job is somebody spends you know years writing a book and doing all this research and then I got to show up and uh, and uh, do the best possible uh, audio for it. So uh, the fact that she um, trusts me. Uh, I think encourages me to really uh, to invest as fully as I possibly can. I've always been impressed with the care that Iggy takes in in doing the work for the books because, like, like I said, there's like, like well, when he, whenever he asks a question, I'm always like, I didn't even think of that. Like, I mean, I know you have a question coming up, but like the worst was antisocial. I was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize what I did, and. <laughs> And there's and like he'll and like he'll research like how to say the words of towns and um like in the 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 care like the the thing that got me when I mean the first book was love lessons but like all the different voices and the like the way that um he can make like I love to listen to the audio because it's like my it was my book I wrote it but I'll listen and I, I get caught up in it because it doesn't sound like it's my book anymore and it really isn't because it's Iggy's book now too and so it's so fun to take my work and it turns it into somebody else's and and as soon as I started doing um um indie indie audio um at first I was really I really didn't understand the system and I was having a really hard time um going and 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 since it was a little bit new for Icky too, we were having a really hard time. Like I was like, I just want to say I want you on this system, and can I just click the button? And we were like, I said, here it is. And so there'd be these times where I go, okay, here's my thing, but it's like you have to be public for like just a fraction of a second. And so at first I was really bad, and it looked like I was putting out an open audition. And then I would get all these like 
people like slammed with these here. I want to do your thing. And I would listen and I'd be like, no, 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 no. And it wasn't even just because it was an Iggy. I was like, no, no, that's not right. No, 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 no. And I would like freak out. And, and, I, and it made me more like, I'm like, no, no, Iggy has to accept it. You have to come and do it. I was like so freaking out. I'm like, if he doesn't, we'll do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. So then even more than when he accepted, I was like, my God, thank God, thank God. So yeah, no, married for life, man. Audio <laughs> moment. It's like, no, no, no. So. Is, is there anything out there, Iggy, that you think would be outside the comfort zone to work on? I mean, we've even talked about here just a few minutes ago, the concept of uh, the next, I think it was Love Lessons book being female. And the, everybody saying, you had to do it. Um, is there anything out there you think that would be beyond what you what, what you think your, your ability is? Um, I think that if... Uh, so... Heidi brought up antisocial and uh, antisocial and how and and the challenges of having uh, Japanese um, and and I, I I've had to do uh, uh, languages that are not my native language in, in books before and it's certainly a challenge to try to to make it sound reasonably close to somebody who actually uses that language um, if if there was if Heidi was like I've written a book and one character speaks only in French. I think I'd be like, you know what, Heidi, I might have to bow out on this one because it's just going to sound ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, in, in regards to characters, you know, I'll, I'll really take on anything as long as I have her blessing. Um, the, the female characters, I just, uh, I, whenever I voice a female character, I, I want to make sure that um, it doesn't sound like a guy doing a silly voice. Uh, um, so that'll be an, an interesting challenge to sustain that for so long. Um, but I think there are ways to just, uh, to, uh, slightly adjust the voice in a way that the, the essence is there. Um, and you can fall into the story. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. And that one, that was a unique challenge because I think it's because the series has been so established. And I think that's why people were so like against the idea because they're like, well, we know these other characters are going to show up and that because like the narration is still, you know, there's it's the narration is overall in like the, the narration is still in Iggy's voice. And so it's mostly when people speak and they've also heard all these characters speak because it's, it's not new people. It's two people that they've already. It's Mina and Rose. They've already heard both Mina and Rose be voiced by Iggy, and so in their minds, they're like, "Well, he's already done them." And, and so you know, so yeah. And the, the it, genesis to that question, because it it might have come off sounding like a weird one, was we've talked to some audio uh, narrators before, and uh, it's always been, "Well, I understand why I didn't do that book because." Maybe it's, you know, the the alpha jock who's really outside of my comfort zone as a narrator. So I was just because and, and to see somebody stick with one author for so, all the books I, is a little abnormal 
to see. And it's it's kind of cool that you guys have this tight partnership going on. Well, at this point, he's sort of like my voice. And so it's like, it would be, I think readers would be really like, what happened? Like they would, <laughs> it's like people would really freak out. And I would freak out. I would be like, I don't know what to do. I'm also like real, like I get real married to my people. Like that's like one of the like things like I, like I mentioned, like these books that I'm writing right now are books that will be out in 2019 for Dream Spinner. And I'm like, I brought literally my entire team. The only person I don't have coming over is my formatter. And I, if I could bring him, I would. <laughs> Just because I'm like, I mean, I got my people and I'm like, they're not leaving, man. Like everybody's coming because it's, it's because I, you know, once I get my group, I'm like, nope, we're all here and we're not going anywhere because it works and I'm not fix it you know i don't my grandpa had a sign in his garage that hung there like until he died and they sold the house but it said if it works don't fix it and that is i subscribe to that motto it's like nope it's working not changing it mm -hmm. so chain not my same hair for 10 years nope <laughs> and let's let's talk about antisocial a little bit. We've we've danced around the topic of, of that book a little bit. It's the it's the latest of the audiobooks that have come out, uh, and it's certainly different from the Roosevelt books for sure. Uh, Heidi, tell us a little bit about it. Um, about the audio of it, or just the book itself. The book, the book itself. Uh, the book itself. So it is a new adult, and um, it. So I guess it's like. Um, the Roosevelt books in that it's also new adult, but it is set in, it's, it's more like the love lessons probably because it's set in college and, um, it's about, um, uh, very reclusive, um, art student who does not want to engage with anyone and a very gregarious, um, fraternity boy who, um, engages with everyone and um, once he, he needs to get this um, he needs to get the art student to um, he needs to get him to uh, they, his fraternity has ruined his painting that was on this wall and he needs to he's, try, he's trying to get him to like forgive them and he's like he won't and basically like they're, they're like he's his weakness because he can't charm him. And that begins this long snowball of everything. And, um, it's the, the book has a lot of, it's a big community book and, um, there's a whole cast of characters. It got, um, it, that it, it was supposed to have this tiny sprinkling of Japanese influence, which apparently was kudzu and went everywhere and um then there was all this they started speaking japanese and they're like there was japanese lessons and which then Iggy had to do um <laughs> and they end up in japan and there's all kinds of crap in there and um there's manga in there and um which is why the cover is a manga cover and uh so yeah, that had some fun challenge because Iggy had to, Iggy had to speak some Japanese. There's Japanese names, like of people. Even when he didn't have to speak Japanese, there were Japanese like characters, like and um, yeah, there was. I didn't even think of that until I had it. Like there was, I had to send him a, I sent him a file of, I think it was half an hour, an hour. <laughs> I'm like, I just like listed like how to say a bunch of things, then I sent all these links to like places of how to say stuff. And um, I felt really bad. I was like, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no, but I, that was so, I mean, Heidi was so generous in helping me out because I was like, uh, and that's my job. You know, I, I need to figure those things out. Um, but sometimes when I, when I work on a, a book that, uh, that does demand something extra like that, um, a first, a good first stop can be checking with the author, see, um, it, what resources they used. And Heidi sent me this elaborate, uh, series of links to really, uh, make my job quite a bit easier. So I was very, very grateful. Well, there's all this like, there's all this funky stuff about Japanese, and one of the things that I knew, one of the one of the tra weirdest traps that I knew that you could only know if you were actually studying Japanese is that, um, if you if you if you're listening to f women speak Japanese versus like there's a different way in like the lilt of the words. And so if, if he were, I, I kept trying to send him links of men speaking because he was going to be speak because it's, if he, if he used women, it was going to sound different. And I didn't want anybody who actually spoke Japanese to go, Oh, that audio narrator. I was like, no, no, I don't want to set you up bad. So, and so I was like trying to help him out because I didn't know tons. I mean, I still don't know very much. I'm still pretty crappy because I couldn't, I, I, I was studying really well at the beginning of the year and then Sam Hain happened and it was like everything went to crap. And so, but at that point I still had some retention. And so I'm like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm not going to send you down that road. So but it was just a matter of like Googling and like, here you go. Here's the link. But, uh, life is so much better with Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's talk origin stories for a little bit. Uh, how did you get started in the audiobook narration uh, realm, Iggy? Well, I um, I uh, was doing some voiceover, and uh, and I had some friends that were were in the audiobook world. Uh, so I thought it would be something that that perhaps. Uh, I could, I could pull off and um, and just pursued it, audition for a few things, made some connections at various um, uh, producers. Um, and Insatiable Press sent some books my way that I was really uh, grateful for. Um, and uh, and AudioGo BBC, which actually unfortunately no longer exists, but that was they kind of gave me a start. And Tantor has been really good to me. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of like yeah, you have to find a way to get to get uh, a foot in the door. Um, but once I did it, it, it uh, I've been really lucky, and it's been and it's been very sustaining. Um, but yeah, I I I've always been uh, a storyteller and appreciated uh, what it means to um, to weave a, gr a great tale. And uh, so it, it was, I guess it was a natural fit, but um, uh, I had to kind of stumble in. I, you know, it's not a great answer, but it's funny when I ask uh, other people about how they they um, end up doing a specific thing. It, it it's always inevitably like, well, I was walking along and then something happened, you know, and I just suddenly turned directions, and I feel like it was that for me. I just kind of stumbled into it and got really lucky, and and uh, yeah, the rest is history. It was mentioned in your bio that you were an avid reader of romance. Uh, what what were you reading before you jumped into to reading it professionally? Well, I I, I guess you know I worry that my bio is a little deceptive because honestly I wasn't reading romance before I, I stepped oh. into the the, the business. Um, you know, and I, I guess I just um, 
it just, you know, I come from a pretty conservative background and I guess I thought it was taboo and something that I wouldn't be into. And then as I read it, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Uh, so I, that was another thing about becoming an narrator is, is I was introduced to a genre that I had kind of a, a preconceived notion of what it was like and it was just not that at all. Um, so it kind of uh, unlocked that for me and, uh, and gave me something, uh, added something to my life. Uh, and, and it's, you know, I'm pretty lucky that I actually like what I do, you know, <laughs> that, that, that the material I get to work on is stuff that I enjoy. And for various reasons, you know, it's can be deliciously sexy, but at the same time, it can be beautiful love stories. And, and, and the fact that I'm uh, paired up with Heidi, uh, her books are always, uh, you can expect to be, uh, you can expect them to be steamy, but also moving and surprising. Um, so yeah, I guess I just I, I I was introduced to the genre through my work, and just realized um, there's a depth there that I just had not known existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you mentioned the the depth in the and and that there's steamy times and there's there's a a sex scene in Shelter that is from Jeremy's point of view that is unlike any sex scene that I've ever written and just how it dives so deep on Jeremy's emotions and what he's feeling in the moment. It's not even, you know, the steps through of what's going on in the sex. It's just, it's his perception of the sex and what's happening. And it was like, it was unreal as as both a reader and an author i'm like that's awesome and it's like how do i do that <laughs> in my own work but it, it just blew me away and it's so it's interesting you 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 kind of picked on that kind of uh moment yeah and i read uh both gay romance and and uh uh guy girl romance and um but i i'll i'll say that i um, and more drawn, I think, to gay romance. I think that it, there's inherent um, a level of of social justice there that I find super compelling, and it just it adds to the narratives of um, of people um, demanding to be seen and to be recognized, and that uh, and love is love is love, and and just all those themes uh, add, I think, so much more to the 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 genre in general. Mm-hmm. And, and Heidi adds the additional layers of, you know, Emmett and and Jeremy have have uh, these obstacles of um, not being neurotypical, and uh, and it just Heidi minds that and makes you root for these characters even more and uh, and be inspired by them. Uh, so yeah, I just was I'm I'm blown away by how much uh, can be accomplished in these books. Mm-hmm. And Heidi, for you, for those who don't know your origin story, how did you come to write gay romance? So I am, um, well, I'm one of those nerds that's been writing forever. Um, <laughs> I wrote in, I wrote in, um, like I wrote in high school, like, this is, you know, of course, I grew up back in the day, did not have a notebook, I had no computers in the classroom. I was writing in a notebook and I thought I was taking notes and I was writing novels. Um, <laughs> But um, there were, I never did anything with them. I just was always writing. And um, I 
I like had written like I don't know like four or five novels by the time I went to college, but they were crap. I mean, they were just I still have them. They're just they were just like, and I knew it too, and it frustrated me because I could always tell. Um, and my daughter like talks about this too with her with her drawing. She's always frustrated. She says she feels like she finishes a drawing, and then like literally a week later she'll draw a new one, and she the one from the week before is is so bad. And I'm like, yeah, you're at that age where like you're just you're growing and learning so fast that you know you can't keep up with yourself and i'm like it'll get better don't worry about it just keep drawing it'll be fine but i was like so frustrated because i'm like everything i do is crap and so then in college you know i i started reading and i was like oh my god i'm so terrible these people are so great and i wasn't studying writing but i was i was an english major and then i kind of stopped for a while but then in grad school i um they had us because i was in a i was a and, um, I was in uh, getting my MAT uh, uh, for teaching, and it's a long story. But they had us reading romance novels, and um, I was I was I because I had read them in college a lot, and on the weekends like for stress relief, and I was still reading them. But I, the whole like the way that they had us analyze them, I was like, oh, you know, we should. I I, should, I, I need to start writing again, and so I wrote one, and I was like, I'm going to write one that I. Could, sell for real and I finally finished one and I sent it out to Harlequin and they requested it and I was like oh my god and then they rejected it and I went no I'm gonna try again and then they didn't even request that one and I was like damn it and so then I kept writing and I joined a local RWA chapter and then I got pregnant and then I was like forget it but I kept writing and then in the early 2000s I started having I started having like these gay secondary characters kept popping up into my in my story and everyone would read them and they're like the gay characters are the most interesting characters you write and I'm like you're right and I would always like because I kept like they kept stealing the show and, and doing us and everybody would go you really need to make them your main characters and and but I was like but who but I'll never sell them no one will give no one will buy these books because I was still submitting to like mainstream publishing houses because I was a uh, I was trying to be a, a or the only thing I knew was, you know, a, a mainstream romance writer, and um, they kept saying, "This is all." Everybody who I work, all my critique partners would be like, "This is where your heart is." It's so clearly, and we were, all, we were advocates at the time too, and everything, and um, and my own, my my own coming out story was like all very complicated in the middle of all this, which we're not going into today, but um, so. Uh, Basically, I kind of in the middle of the 2000s sort of uh, sort of like shut off. I, I I didn't completely shut off the internet, but close. I mean, there wasn't much internet at that time anyway. But I like stopped. I, I didn't. I cut off all my groups, and I didn't really go anywhere. And I just sort of I I I just wrote for, and I was writing um special delivery like for for like three four years. I just kept writing that damn book, and um. It was so, it got so dark. There was a point where Sam was like a hooker at truck stops. It was like, I, that did not last. But it was like, it was so weird. I kept trying to figure it out. And there was this other book I kept writing that kept going in circles. And then I ended up writing Hero First. It was supposed to be for an Allura's Cave contest, but then it got too long and I was late. And thank God that didn't happen. But, um, and everything was just crazy. And then by the time I got done writing on this book, there was this industry. Like I went to go look. I'm like, well, where will I sell this? And then I looked and there was, oh, places. And so then here we are. And yeah. 
That's my weird story. (laughs) I am. And what do fans have to look forward to from, from both of you this year? Together and separately. So right now I am trying, I'm trying to finish with the very last of my um, publishing the stuff that um, was got unpublished by all the chaos of places closing. And I still have four books left to go. Um, and that's probably going to happen in like Mar- March and April. I took a little bit of a break just because it gets expensive. That was most, I'm, Almost everything I made last year went back out the door, trying to put books back out, and um, and then the new books. Um, and right now I'm writing a three book uh, medical trilogy for Dream Spinner that won't be out this year; it'll be out next year, early next year. Um, and so once I finish that, then it's Love Lessons, and then uh, <laughs> and then I th- I'm not sure yet. I if I plan too hard, I'm afraid another. Um, you know, n- nuclear bomb land on my head. So, um, there. All basically, then I'm going to start the plan that I had for 2017. Is <laughs> basically what I'm going to do. And so, um, so I have like so many books from so many series that were supposed to be out last year. That like, because I have all these things that I'd started, and various camps will be like, "Well, where's the book for blank? And where's the book?" For-? And I'm like, "It's." It's, it's late. It's not out. And so I I would like to write the two Love Lessons books and get them out. And then I need to write the next Clockwork series and get it out. I would like to... There's so much audio I want to do. I want to do the whole um, Minnesota Christmas series and do that, which I need to talk to Iggy about. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know when, and I have to... Because I have to produce that, I have to figure out when and where and how to get the money and all that. And I would like to do the Clockwork series in audio, but I haven't even republished that one. No, that one's out. It's the um, Private Gentleman, but I have to suck it out. Um, but um, yeah, I'm still in like recovery mode, and but we're getting there. But yeah, that's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm get. I'm almost out. I'm like starting to breathe normal and. Yeah, right. Breathing normal is important. It's a little, little less chaotic, but still kind of banana pants. (laughs) I'm alive because my patrons. So thank you to them. That's they kept they kept me solvent and sane. Mostly they're like Heidi, have you eaten? Heidi, calm down. It's okay. You're gonna make it. There was a lot of that. So. And Iggy, what's coming up for you on your docket? Yeah, well, a book. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm always um, checking my email for updates from Heidi, and and I've just I've been told that there are things coming down the pipe. So I'm excited to, for that collaboration to continue. Um, but before, until then, um, there's a book about to come out that I just did uh, with Christina Lee. Not sure if you're familiar with her, um, but the book is called Reawaken. It's super sweet and charming. Uh, I started. The Rainbow Cove series, the first book is Trust with a Chaser by Annabeth Albert. And then I'm prepping currently uh, a book by Joe Raven uh, called Jagged Edge. So all those, Reawaken will be the first one out, but uh, the others will be coming down the pipe soon. Cool. Excellent. And what's the best way to keep up with everybody online? 
Uh, Iggy, where can we keep up with you? <laughs> I, I laugh because uh, I'm a little bit of a like an old man when it comes to social media and all that stuff. And Heidi has encouraged me to try to uh, to branch out on that. I have not yet. I uh, I've resisted her uh, her temptations, but um, maybe sometime soon I'll, I'll get more savvy on that front. But so I guess for now. Uh, the easiest thing is just put my name into Audible and you can see what's coming up. And uh, um, yeah, start there and hopefully I'll get a little bit more. I'll, I'll enter the digital revolution and, and have more to offer soon. That works. You, we, can, we can certainly you, link up to your Audible page. If yeah. you email me and tell me how much you liked the book, I forward it to him and say, they like the book, Eddie. <laughs> it's true. She's sending me the fan mail, which is very appreciated. <laughs> And Heidi, you're well plugged in. Where do we keep up with you at? Um, I have been quiet on social media because I, I, if I go on Twitter, I just look up skating and like who's going to the Olympics. And I'm gonna break it for the for Pyeongchang because I gotta watch Nathan, Nathan Chen go get his gold. But um, but uh, I'm on, um, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Tumblr, um, where I mostly reblog. Yuri on ice and um i'm on instagram sometimes uh, it's all on my if you go on my website it's on my there's a social media and extras page and and then i have my patron which is where i'm actually talking the most right now um they're getting all the dish on what i'm writing right now that's um because i feel bad because they're not going to get to see it for a year so i'm like here's everything here's everything that i'm doing Sort of, but you can't really see it. But here's like a snippet. So I don't know if that's like nice or torturous, but um, a little bit of both, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit of both. But um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank you both for taking the time to talk to us about this tremendous collaboration you two have. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. So once again, it was such a it was such a blast to talk to Heidi and Nikki and and to find out. Uh, everything about how they how they make their audiobooks. Uh, it's really fun when we get, I think, authors and audiobook narrators together to kind of find out how, how that interplay works for them and, and how they translate the, the written word to the audio mm -hmm. virtual page, if you will. Exactly. Um, we're so glad that they chose to join us. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope everyone listening will join us next week. Uh, next week, we've got a lot of great stuff, uh, primarily in episode 121, AM Arthur, 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 AM Arthur, there you go, is going to be joining us. Yeah, looking forward to talking to her this week uh, to get ready for that broadcast to find out about her books and uh, that we've kind of fallen in love with. Mm -hmm. She's amazing, and uh, we can't wait for you to hear this particular interview. So, guys, remember, no matter where life takes you, the journey will always be sweeter if you have a book. Until next time, guys, keep turning those pages and keep reading. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 